Welcome back to OK, You're Done, your favorite lunchtime listen podcast. This is episode 24. I'm JR. Hey, it's Dally. And guess what, everybody? JR is in Portland in the future as you're listening to it right now. That's right. As JR is in Portland. As long as you're listening to this the week that it dropped, I am in Portland. Allie and I are hanging out IRL, except when she's at the coffee shop. Oh, I'm probably hanging out at the coffee shop, too. I'll have a good coffee shop. <laughs> You're hanging out at the coffee shop too? Probably. Mm. Not like every day. I'm well, not like I, following I, you to work, but I'm just saying like, I love coffee not every, Okay. Okay. Well, my coffee shop is a fast food coffee shop. So oh, I'm out. <laughs> so... No, I'm out. Yep. Never mind. Yeah. I actually, our coffee is pretty good because our decaf is Swiss process. So like actually all the beans are organic and blah, 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 blah. And we have a nice espresso machine. And so actually the coffee is pretty good. But support local, everybody. Um, I will say that there is a local Dungeons and Dragons group that has started coming in the evenings for like four hour campaigns. Um, so you would fit right in. I would love that. They have a they have a really nice ringleader, actually, um, who always feels bad that some of his players are assholes and gives us extra money at the end of the night, depending on how rude they were to us. So uh they're called Dungeon you could Masters. be a nice ringleader yes but ringleader is funnier <laughs> to say yeah yeah <laughs> well i can't wait um last time we hung out in portland we had a blast so i'm sure it is going yeah. to be a great time my wife sent me up there to just get away from life for a while and then found out that there was an outcry from your family that she was not coming so then she yeah. decided to come as well so because Ali, we gotta have our Amanda time. Confirm this: everyone likes my wife better. Well, okay, that's not true. We it's like not you true. too. I know, but, you but here's like- the thing: with you, you're like my sparring partner. You're like, yes. like, I was, I was actually talking to a listener recently, and um, my sister Zoe, and she was like, "Wow, like you said that you and you and Jr's duel, you would uh kill him with the spikes on your cleats," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I can't remember what we record. Yeah, it was, was so like, long oh, ago. That's br- that's brutal. Um, but anyways, I feel like you're like my dueling partner, my sparring partner. We have silly little convos and disagreements. But Amanda, she she's like a bestie. I'm like, hey, Google, do you want to go get our nails done? And that's very fun. So I'm excited. Yeah, I didn't say that people don't like me and like her. I said everyone likes her better. Okay, it's, well, that is not being fair to yourself. We have love in our hearts for both of you. Yeah, and I can't I, believe we're having this disagreement right now. Do you know who, So not yeah. like more love for Amanda Forster. I was like vibrant and infinite love for all of our friends. Do you know who for sure 100% likes Amanda more than they like me is my mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she's your mother, so... <laughs> she, she gets to have a strong opinions like that i suppose i i called her and asked her and she got all awkward because i was like mom do you like me or amanda better and she was like uh what uh i i mean i like you both <laughs> like, yeah that's okay you i feel like that's such me. an inappropriate question to ask someone it's because amanda doesn't all believe right. that everyone likes her better <laughs> I, I have to explain this i i don't mind it so it's... 
Okay, you're done. All right. Um, we are talking about Emmy nominations today. Um, and I'm excited to talk about this because our Oscar conversation was pretty interesting. Um, so just right off the bat, do you have any um Emmy opinions that you need to say? Yeah, I don't like succession at all. Um, I think it's boring. Okay. And <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah. I tried. I suffered through the first season and then I got halfway through the first episode of the second season. And I was like, oh, this is just intolerable. It's arrested development without any of the humor or wit. It is just agonizing. Um, okay. I suspect better. Saul. I'm really glad you got that off your chest. Thank you. I suspect better call Saul is going to win. A better Saul of- call. Better Saul call. Um, I, I suspect it's going to win a number of things just uh-huh. because it's done, you know, um, and a lot of times with shows like that that are so yeah. good, they'll often wait and and give it, you know, its awards when it's finished. But uh, Yellow Jackets, man, one of my favorite shows on television right now. And I don't know that it's going to win anything, but I'd love to see it take home some stuff. So what about you? That's the like spooky island soccer player show, right? Okay. I haven't Close seen enough, that yet, yeah. but I think I am going to watch it. Um, I... Okay, I haven't seen Succession, so I don't really have a hot take on that one, except that I'm not interested in seeing it. it just doesn't appeal to me, really. Um, but I, I'm most concerned this season about the comedy awards, actually, um, <laughs> because I, I have a lot of strong opinions about the shows that are in the com- comedy section. Um and I, I just, I don't even know which one I want to win. It's like in the comedy section, there's like Barry, Ted Lasso, The Bear, Shrinking. I don't Only remember what Murders. else, but those are four shows that I really enjoyed. What was it? Only Murders in the Building. Oh, I didn't like that show. So. What? <laughs> that yeah. show made me laugh is a little harder and more consistently than any other show. Well, okay, here's the thing, though. I The other shows, like, I don't really particularly know that they're a comedy show. Shrinking, definitely comedy. But you're telling me the latest season of, the, of Barry still belongs in the comedy category? So I did not finish Barry. I saw the first episode of season <gasps> three, I think. What? Yeah. JR. I just it got You watched boring. an entire season of Succession this year and not the latest Barry season? Uh not the last two Barry seasons. Oh no. This is such bad news. I can't believe you. I mean, I just yeah, every time I, I go to turn it on, I'm like, I don't know. It's so heavy right now. I just don't need I, I have life. Okay, I I actually get that. Like, I never finished The Leftovers because Same. it just, yeah. that show is so sad all the time. And I yep. love how weird it was, but it was like, I don't have, I can't put myself through that every night. Um, So I, I understand where you're coming from, but I think that's to my point. Barry's not a comedy anymore. Right. So why is it in the comedy section? It, it should be with the drama like how can you put Barry up against shrinking yeah because they think that's where it has the best chance to win is why 
do do you know like do the studios decide what category they're entering their stuff in correct okay yeah so this uh a few years ago when get out they were like yeah when get out was nominated at the golden globes and it was in uh best comedy or musical and everyone was like uh is get out a comedy or musical not a drama like really and i was when jordan peele quipped it's a it's a documentary um but yeah they they submit them where they feel like they'll have the best chance of either winning or at least getting a, a lot of buzz. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And again, Barry I, historically be- started in the comedy, right? So I'm sure they're banking on familiarity there. Sure. So like if someone only saw season one and then they're just judging Barry, they're like, oh, well, season one was pretty funny. So Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, uh, so the James Beard Awards just got announced and Dallas got shut out again for restaurants with James Beard Awards. And I read a really interesting article where it said, you know, like a lot of these critics who are voting don't make it a point to go to the different cities and try the restaurants. So they're relying on like friends' opinions and stuff like that. And I can't help but think, I mean, even for someone who is a professional in the industry that they're watching all of these TV shows. I mean, that is a it, it's even different from movies right where if you have 10 10 oscar oscar nominations you're talking about at most 30 hours of content and that's it's probably less than that whereas with all of just the tv shows that are up for best series drama and comedy you're talking about entire seasons of 10 or 12 different um shows right and that's just i mean there's no way someone's gonna yeah. be able to watch all of those so yeah Maybe they did only see season one of Barry and they text a friend, hey, you know, I'm getting ready to vote. I haven't gotten to see Barry. Is it still good? Oh, man, Barry's great. Bill Hader's better than ever. Okay. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not saying that's good. I'm just saying like, that's, I understand that that's a reality. Probably a lot of the voters find themselves. Yeah, I. I I don't know a ton about how the voting process works, but I could definitely see that how that would be true. It's very fair speculation, I would uh, say. Emmy Awards, if you would like to allow Allie and I to be insiders, we would be happy to, uh, you know, give our listeners an inside scoop on how the voting works. Just let us know. If you'd like to, like, pop on a little Zoom meeting. Yeah, whatever. And, um, actually, if you'd like to hire us as consultants to make a better voting process. Happy to do that. We are really speculative experts mm-hmm. on that. Um, no shortage and of have thought for at least yeah. for at least 15 minutes on what we would do beforehand. So I think so we'd be far, really good for the I job. mean, we'd be happy to spend at least another 15 minutes on it. You know, yeah, we only just now started. Yeah, yeah and in we... fact, if you re-listen to our Oscar episode, maybe you could scrape like a minute out of that. So I'd even say sixteen minutes. A deal at twice the price is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, two for one. We'll even split our fee for that's you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Our our very <laughs> modest and reasonable fee. Yeah. Um. I I'm not gonna say the number because it's so embarrassingly low. Yeah, we're um, professionals. But... You 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 know how this works, so we trust you. You can contact my agent at okay. You're done, Michelados at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, so you you were a big fan of Last of Us. Do you want to see this take home any yeah. words? Um. Okay. Here's the thing. Really big Last of Us fan. I I think it deserves hype. It deserves some awards. I it was the most nominated 
show of the this batch of Emmys um by like no. 10 I what? think no no yes. way it was yes. more than white lotus and Succession. yes it was more than white lotus what? so I don't know if it just like got nominated in so many categories like because everyone was like oh I really liked that show like universal appeal situation I think it should win something yeah maybe I don't know if there's like a best adapted television show category it should definitely do well in that um I don't think it should win anything more than uh these other shows though like I it's no everything everywhere all at once is what I would say you're not wrong uh I would love to see um I would love to see the bear take home some more stuff. I think season two of that Me show too. improved on an already excellent season one in every way. Um, wow. I mean, just, just staggeringly good. I, I, yeah. uh, I cannot believe like I'm, I watched it and then I finally got Amanda to watch it because I was worried, like, because it is such a stressful show and there's so much shouting that it would be too much for her, but she ended up loving it. And so we literally just have to watch the season finale of episode of, of season two. And it is so, it's been such a delight to rewatch the whole thing. So soon after I finished the second season, um, just a, just an incredible show. So. Yeah. Really, really beautiful character arcs for all the characters, oh except gosh. for the one that I was really hoping would have a character arc. So that really, that hurt me. Who? But. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. Do you think? Just, well, it's been out for a while, and that's just saying the name of a character. I. Well, I feel like our main character, the chef, like his character arc was not satisfying to me. Like it's so clear that his personal growth is going to happen in the next season, and that really hurt me. Like I mean, I'm not saying it was bad what they did, but I wanted him to be in a healthier place by the end of this season and that is not so i think happened. he i think he was in a healthier place and then hit a crisis i don't i don't know that i agree with that compare the end of I, this season to the end of last season how did the I, last season i don't end? think that juggling two things and not knowing how you can possibly juggle them and doing a bad job at at both of them because you can't handle them at the same time is not growth it's just trying to figure out a new way to do things right but i would say you go back to the you go back to the end of season one when and the the the, the first season ended with uh the big blow up in the kitchen where Sydney quit and he just cussed everyone out and he became the very person that he didn't want to be. Right. And then of course, like, at yeah. the end, like, like they kind of resolve that and it's like, okay, we're going to try this thing. I'm sorry. You're sorry. Okay. And then in, in the season finale, spoilers for the bear, skip ahead. If you don't want to hear anything, um, he blows up again and Sydney's able to call him, calm him back down and they do the whole, you know, rub the chest thing and she brings him back and he lands it and he's like, okay, 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 you're right. And like, there is growth, but then, it, but then the door, the fridge door thing, which, which does to your point, uh, embody his inability to choose and inability and like all of that. And so he does have this meltdown, but 
I think it was a different meltdown than the way we saw him meltdown in season one. And, and it was growth. Um, I wish he had made different choices when he's locked in that freezer, you know, sure. But I get it too. I also thought it was amazing how the kitchen ran perfectly without him, like, which is actually a testament to how well he built the thing that he was trying to build, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like, I guess it's like, there there is growth to your point, but also he didn't arrive where he's trying to go. Right. And so without arriving, like I felt like, I don't want to say that there's been a character arc that's been completed in any way. No, and not so, completed, like, for In sure. some ways, to me, it like feels like he's kind of just still in the same place because he didn't arrive anywhere. Okay. I guess. Um. But I, think, I, I I loved it. I did. I also think what we're seeing is staggered, you know, because now let's take Richie, right? Who probably has maybe the most satisfying arc in season two, right? Like compared to where he started to where he ends up. Um, right. I think we're going to see in season two, because now, or season three, now Richie's arc is going to be, okay, can the new Richie maintain? And we're going to, we're going to see some challenges where he slides back into old Richie and feels like a failure and has to like, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to achieve. It's another thing to fail and get back up. Right. Yeah. absolutely. Um, and so I think we're going to see that with Richie. I wonder if we're going to see that with Tina, you know, but obviously not all in the same episode. No, right? not so, Tina. I mean, again, you talk about one of the all time great characters, which I was talking to someone who just started the show and they were like, Tina is maybe the worst human being I've ever met. And I'm like, you just wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know um yeah because yeah. of the way she was treating sydney right because of all the like all the stuff and then yeah again in that that in the second to last episode of the season when she's like oh chef i'm sorry i never gave you your knife back and he was like i don't recall asking for it back and then he just walks off and she gets that huge smile on her face you know where she's and you see her run in the kitchen like a boss you know it's yeah, yeah. But, but then again the question the, the question becomes like that's not what makes you in this particular context, a real chef, right? The question is like, what happens when things fall apart, right? Then can you do it? And we got to see that to know if it's really going to be satisfying. And I think, I think season three is going to be painful. <laughs> I want to see it. Um, and I'm obviously we're gonna have to wait a while, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think every season has been painful. Mm-hmm. But so rewarding. Oh my gosh. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm definitely hoping the bear wins stuff over Ted Lasso. Huge um, disappointment I, in that third I season. I think they just did really... Yeah, not... I did not feel like they had found their stride there in season three with the ensemble. Um, Which is so strange. It didn't strange feel like because... an ensemble anymore. Right. It was such a strong ensemble in the first, and I would say even second seasons, you know? Yeah, and well, the bear had, like, pandemic challenges, too, which is why we see all these solo episodes, but it still feels like an ensemble show in all the most important ways. Agreed. Um, so, we'll find out about the Emmys soon-ish, kind of. Not really soon, actually. They're not until September, so we'll probably circle back. But, um... But we're not getting any <laughs> new TV before then anyway, so... <laughs> no, because... The- actors are on strike and the writers are on strike 
Um, so we're going to be chilling for a while. Uh, what what shows are you sad that are getting delayed? Well, I mean, so I I have I have been deeply enjoying a lot of the new Star Trek shows like Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds, which is in its second season right now. I'm pretty bummed we're going to have to wait on the production of those. Obviously, The Bear. Um, I'm really curious, too, uh, about some of the other uh, like the the new season of true detective i think is already done but it's um yeah it's supposed to be airing sometime this summer and i don't know if that's going to get delayed uh basically all we're getting for now is reruns and game shows that's what they're that's what they can show during you know when when there's when when the people who actually make their content are holding out for just working conditions you know so i don't know what about you what are you what are you bummed to not see more of i honestly i was like very excited for deadpool 3 i thought deadpool 2 was so good um so i'm disappointed that that is uh being delayed and i mean i don't know because deadpool 3 supposedly like really you know digs into the mcu in ways that the previous two movies haven't so i'm not really sure how i feel about that because i'm worried that it's going to come out and it's not going to feel like what i loved about the first two deadpools anymore at all like they're going to make it a movie about superhero blah 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 and that's not the appeal for me um i mean on the other hand that movie and then just in general i'm like i know all my favorite shows won't be coming out like reservation dogs i'm not sure if that's been delayed but uh last i heard it had been greenlit for a third and final and so i'm sure that they were still in process of writing certainly had not wrapped filming so yeah oh that one was so good yeah um i wonder how long the strike is going to go on particularly now that the actors are also striking you know yes me too the last time i think i heard recently the last time both groups went on strike at the same time was 1960 so we've had sag strikes and we've had writers guild strikes but the last time they were striking together so i mean my my genuine hope is that this will happen sooner rather than later um did you did you watch the newest season of black mirror that just came out no, I'm like I'm like a, a visitor to Guest Mirror. Like I watch one episode every once in a while, but I never watch it like, like as a season. So you should see it is it is a little bit timely. Um the the season six episode that stars uh Alexis from Schitt's Creek and uh Selma Hayek. It's called Joan is the Worst. And essentially, Alexis, I'm going to call her Alexis. I'm sorry, actress that I love, um, but your character is so great. She plays a woman named Joan who is watching Netflix and sees this content called Joan is the Worst. And it's Selma Hayek playing her. And the episodes each, the episodes that are released each day are literally whatever happened during her day. And she finds out that Netflix has licensed Selma Hayek's um like image her her like you know her actor image and is literally has an ai that is producing content that is just taking everything that they've learned from jones social media 
that she signed away in her end user agreement. And they're making like an AI is just making content that is about her. And so it's, it's spilling all of her secrets to like all of her coworkers or anyone who's watching the show. So like all these people are watching this new hit show, Joan is the worst. And they're learning all these things about her um, <laughs> in real time. Basically it's, it's dystopian in the way black mirror tends to be, but it also really gets into this problem of like what happens when they own the, the right to just use an actor's image right so like Selma Hayek is not playing Joan yeah it's an AI using Selma Hayek's image to make this show um yeah so anyway it's it's pretty it's pretty it's a great episode it's really weird and fun and funny and scary in the ways that the best Black Mirror are but it's also really timely to what a lot of the writers and the actors are striking for yeah yeah uh, the the AI rights are a really important part of the strikes that are going on and like such an important part of continued rights into the future mm -hmm. uh, with that. Um, yeah, that's so scary. Someone else just using your image, little deep cut simulation with your face over it. Mm -hmm. um, so many levels of scary. So yeah, I hope the strike is over soon. I mean, I... I feel like hopefully in the next 30 days that that would be great next 30 days we'll see I mean again I um the more I look at everything going on the more I just don't feel like the studios have a leg to stand on you know they 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 have repeatedly broken promises they've made particularly to the writers um and none of the things that the actors or the writers are asking for are unreasonable at all right it's like protect Not our intellectual reasonable. property pr protect our our careers right like don't let us get replaced yeah. by machines that do uh a quarter of the job that we can do um yeah pr so. yeah protect our careers protect ourselves protect the future of being able to make really cool artwork and this particular format with the money mm -hmm. to back it mm -hmm. um just so many important things in that discussion i feel like if i could join like a union for everything if there's like a coffee workers union i'd be like join yeah if i was working for starbucks right now join yeah it's so interesting you know i grew up kind of in a lull in the unions and i grew up in a city that was not a huge union i mean i grew up in a suburb right so that's not where like unions are known for um but now that I'm now that I'm an adult, I'm a pastor, so pastors don't have unions, weirdly. Uh, but, you know, I know teachers who are in the teachers unions. Uh, my father-in-law was a police officer who was in the Fraternal Order of Police, which is a policeman's union. You know, I, I, I have known a number of folks who have unionized. And I think when you go back and look at working conditions before there were unions, it is hard to argue that they're an evil. You know, I understand they get exploitative and like, yeah, there's always, you know, sure, like everything. Right. But just as a rule, when you look at working conditions now compared to working conditions before there were labor unions, it's not even not even a choice. You know, um, it turns out rich people can't be trusted to be fair. Who who could have predicted such things? Um, so, wow. yeah, I know that's that's a hot take I have in this episode. <laughs> it's I, it, and if anyone doesn't agree to that hot take i i would just say before you come to fight me or jr like read probably at least i would say three, three books that you disagree with before you have a conversation and also jr will fight you and i won't but i will laugh at the messages you send to him um <laughs> all right and with that jr is done i'm done 
we're done. And we'll see you back here next week, unless you uh, message JR to fight him, in which case you'll talk with JR even sooner. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. 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 B